Uh, Robot arms are my favorite kind. That's right. <laughs> episode of Geek Chew. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And you probably just heard our new intro music. Uh, I have the audio file and it's a matter of me figuring out how to import it to put it into our little mixer. Shouldn't be too difficult. Nope. Shouldn't be. (laughs) But I do not want to guarantee. And we can thank And if I can't figure it out, it's going to be the old music, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's from my brother. Uh, so it's a little more metal. He was in a death metal band in college, military wife when he was going to Cornell and continues to dabble. So I thought his band was named Phantom Limb. That was the one after military wife. Military wife was the first one. Okay. But I don't know. Should be new. <laughs> it should be. Um, speaking of music, did you listen or watch any of the Grammys? Like, I, I watched a couple of the performances. I didn't. I I listened to a little bit of the podcast talk, like some chatter about the Grammys, but I didn't. I just didn't care this year. Like, usually, I'm. I'm like hit or miss with award shows. Like either I'm into them all and like want to know what's going on with them all or I couldn't care less. And I think I'm in that sort of frame of mind this year where I just, it's. Ugh. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't care who won or really about the show at all, but I wanted to see some of the performances. I did hear there were some really good performances and I should go back and look at them. I watched the Lady Gaga one, the tribute to David Bowie, mm-hmm. which was just okay for me. Um, the Hamilton performance. performance I listened to some of it. I heard a clip, but I didn't get, I didn't watch it. Yeah. It was, it was, um, it was good. You know, we've listened to the soundtrack many times over and, um, it was cool to see it, uh, played out on stage. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just the one that was, it was the opening number. Uh, but obviously, it's very popular. The, uh, as soon as Lin Manuel like got on stage and did his uh, intro as Alexander Hamilton, you could hear the crowd just like exploded, and you could see he had to wait for it to quiet down a little bit before he could go on. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It was good. The only other one I watched was uh, Kendrick Lamar, which was really good. Yeah, I heard I heard good things about that too. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first time I had ever heard about him or seen him was the Grammys performance uh, a couple of years ago that he did with uh, Imagine Dragons, uh-huh. which was cool. Um, and I guess kind of embarrassing for me. I don't know. You know, we're just not a hip on the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we're in 
in the rap circles. It's not, um, but it was, it was really good. It was powerful. I don't know. It's uh, like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of rap or hip hop or whatever you want to call it, I guess that, that I like to, you know, experience, listen to whatever. Um, even though I'm not like really well versed in, in that, his, his albums, uh, or a couple of them are on Amazon prime, like to pimp a butterfly in a, which was his really, uh, popular release a, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. The one he did not win a Grammy for. Yeah. And I listened to it and it's really good. I mean, you can listen to it and you can tell, you just feel like it's important while you're listening to it. Like it's, and his stuff seems really poetic and really mixes, um, a lot of different styles. I don't know. I, I wish I could appreciate it more than, than what I do. I do like it, but, uh, his performance was, was really good. Yeah. So you should go watch that. Those are the only three that I watched though. Okay. Yeah. I'll go back and watch those. Did you want to throw your two cents in here? I got other things. Um, <laughs> two cents about the Grammys or anything else? Just a little intro. Um, banter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm, I spent some of this week catching up on comics and, other things i i mean like all in all i feel like i didn't do a whole lot so, this week so i'm relying on you to sort of okay bring me into i mean i have well, a lot of things were written down but i feel like they're all just sort of vague i mean little things that are not um super interesting cool <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess before we get into like the big categories of things, mm-hmm. I had some other stuff written down. I told you before we started that I think I have too much stuff written down. Oh, perfect. Um, I mean, you can see clearly it's not like a ton of stuff. I just felt like if we were going to have a, a balanced conversation, oh. that it might be too much. I, what I'm hearing right now is that might not happen. So. No, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I have a couple of things that, you know. I so think we can probably delve into a little bit. So unrelated to like our bigger categories, uh-huh. like I have uh, written down here, like Instagram. Like I just started like looking things up on like people to follow on Instagram. I followed like ten people for the last two years, and so I did what I always do when I'm looking for a top whatever list. I just googled you know top follows on Instagram. And found a couple lists and just started going through them. And so now we're following several more people like, um, I don't know, uh, National Geographic. Uh, there's this uh, Buddhist monk who has an Instagram account and takes a lot of like tranquil pictures. And that's uh, cool. That's interesting. I wrote down Buddhism on my list of things to discuss this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, there's some kind of like, illegal Instagrammer movement where they like go places. They're not really supposed to go to get a good shot of something. Oh, um, okay. And I don't know. I, I've seen some, some really cool pictures. There's a uh, Marblehead living. I followed. Really? And it's, they've actually got some really nice pictures of Marblehead. Good. I'd like to follow that. Hometown. Oh. Yeah, it's good. Um, and 
in just another display of how I don't really understand how social media works. When I start following <laughs> some accounts, other accounts would like follow. Like I don't understand how like me following a completely unrelated account like gets somebody else's attention. Um, I don't know. There's some. There's there are like. I'm sure. It's, algorithms and things set up it really, where it's in it like there are suggestions you know like right. um, like once you are you know it's like a yeah tangled web of, it's not like so interesting to me i just thought it was weird uh, <laughs> but whatever um i wasted wasted i put in <laughs> a lot of time uh last weekend uh, for marvel puzzle quest in the event to get Spider Gwen. Me too. Uh, I had a disappointing finish. I know. I'm sorry. I still got the character, but um, yeah, it's time for a little hiatus. I think. Yeah. It's a it's a fun game. A little frustrating. <laughs> Drained you. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't played more than like one or two rounds for the rest of the week, but I did get Spider Gwen, so that was cool. Yeah, that's all you need, right? I got Spider Gwen too. Made me super happy. Yeah. Thanks too. And I don't I don't know as like a as like a bridge into a comics discussion from a more general fair the or not the but Jeff Johns released a little bit more information about the DC Rebirth thing that they have coming up. Oh really? Yeah. What do you say? Well, it was a really long Q and A on. Uh, comic book resources that I read through mm -hmm. but basically it was like hey I understand a lot of people are not into reboots we're not really trying to reboot but um, but they named it Rebirth yeah so <laughs> well because Jeff Johns wrote like uh, the Flash Rebirth and the Green Lantern Rebirth <laughs> right and, right right um, they're going for kind of they're trying to I think um go back after the people they lost when they kind of transitioned to the new 52. They, their right. emphasis is going to be on legacy and stuff like that. They are going to restart most of their series at, at number one. Um, everything except for action comics and detective comics, which they're going to uh, roll back and start numbering from where they left off when they rebooted the new 52. So like it's still really unclear. Jeff Johns is writing an 80 page you don't say. comic book um, rebirth for like the DC universe, which is going to kind of jump off all these other things. It's coming out in May, I guess. Right. I don't know. I'm down for it. Uh, yeah, me too. See, it can be frustrating, but I mean, I, when the new 52 came out, I was all excited because it felt like such a good place to like be able to jump into comics as a new reader and then you read them and it's fun and then you read them and it's like what am i reading like a lot of this stuff just got yeah it, that, it devolves um, you know it's yeah. just kind of it really justice league 3000 remember that it was like the worst thing ever yeah <laughs> it wasn't great but that was never like it wasn't like it started off strong it was that's true yeah uh but I do know some other people who really liked it. Thought it was like the best comic series around for a while. Really? Confusing to me. But I'm just, you know, 
different people have different opinions on things, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was almost sure. unreadable for us, but yeah, I couldn't, I hated all the characters. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. It's a really long, uh, you know, interview and it's hard to kind of condense it, especially when he's being vague through the whole thing. So, right. um, right. there is some more information out there about that. Uh, I don't know what kind of comic book stuff did you have? Well, I'm caught up on a force. The new start of that. There's two issues out, right? Yes. Two? Two. Two. Mm hmm. It's really, I really like that book. Yeah. It's, no, it's good. It, it's, ca- it carried right forward from there. Mm hmm. I don't know what you want to call the initial run during the Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. But it was really, um, it's really fun. Um, I, like the idea of like the forming of this this team again and like the reformation of of what was once a team on a different world that doesn't exist anymore or something but um yeah so there's one character the singularity that i like that remembers everything that happened in the secret wars arc right but nobody else does Mm -mm. yeah it's interesting because i'm not really sure how that works, like how they're the same, but they're not. And, you know, um, I really like what they've done with Dazzler. That's fun. That's really, you know, cause she developed from the 1970s disco era. And now she's kind of a badass roller derby. Cool. Person. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's neat. It's it's exciting to see where it goes. And I like G. Willow Wilson. Art is nice, too. Yeah, the art's really good. I like it's it. really good. It's not, um, like, sexualized, but the costumes are the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, nice. I mean, we talked about... Because yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same artist. It seems like um, the same the same style. I don't remember who it was or who's doing it now. Right, Might yeah. be the same person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was that whole um, controversy about the article from Jill Lepore and G. Willow mm-hmm. Wilson's response to the superhero costumes on the the women. But Right. Um, anyway, I think that it's a f- I'm looking forward to continuing with that and staying caught up. Caught up on Bitch Planet. Turns out... I only had to read one issue of that to get caught up. I got one this week. Did you read that one? No. Yeah. So I haven't read it turns either. out I'm not caught not up, caught up. <laughs> on Bitch Planet. Yeah, I, it took a, a long break, so. Yeah. And then I'm also caught up on Lazarus, correct? Did you pick up a new one of those too? Nope. Okay, not this perfect. Week. So, caught up on those things. The next thing on my list to get caught up on is. Ms. Marvel, because I meant to get caught up last week and I wasn't, and um, put it aside and then forgot to go back to it. So, looks like I'm all about the strong female characters right now. Cool. Did you want to talk about any of those, or well, you just want to say what you've been reading? Well, how much do you want to get into Lazarus? Because I would love to talk about Lazarus. It's okay. so amazing. 
Um, I don't know about giving away spoilers. Like, does it matter? Does anyone listen? Is anyone reading it? Is anyone going to go read it and it's going to be ruined? Do you want to just go all in? Yeah, I think we're okay. You can get me too. (laughs) All right. So this last issue, there's a huge reveal that forever is the main character forever right well we've talked about Lazarus before I'm assuming everyone listening right now has cataloged our previous discussion on Lazarus haven't we revisited it after that too like this yeah but we uh, one of the single issues right but let me just say I've read all the issues and I can hardly remember what happened uh you know as far as details go. Yeah, so there's a lot I'm a of little, detail. You, you just caught up this, on the last three or four issues, so you have a better uh, picture of right. of where where it's at right now. The, the world in Lazarus is so complex, but I I just I can't even keep up with all of the like, back matter. At one point, I thought I would go back and read it all and you know understand a, a lot more of the background and everything about what's going on in this world and I just couldn't there's so much there's just so much which is very impressive um but so forever this unstoppable super soldier for the Carlisle family um we think she might be dead and then she's not dead and then now we think she might be dead again and then on the last page she shows up again as a child but and we briefly discussed this yeah so um yesterday so what i what i was totally thrown by was the fact that everything that we've seen up till now that i thought was a flashback are not flashbacks it's just this little clone this forever clone that has been hiding out in the carlisle compound that no one like knows about. Right. Which is interesting because that didn't even cross my mind because I'm super smart. <laughs> well, because um her trainer, Marisol, like is not a Lazarus, which we find out. She's just her trainer, but she hasn't aged at all. So you just there's sort of like yeah, a there are like some clues there. there so, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just there, but there are definitely some clues there, and um, I mean it just creates a whole other dynamic for how she fits into this family, and yeah. you know, I mean it's sort of been hinted at that she was grown in a lab in the first place, yeah, um, or maybe even said outright, but not taken with too much um seriousness by forever you know because there was a whole little thread there where she's getting like these anonymous messages about you know that she's not who she thinks she is but then that gets set aside because of this war going on so yeah I mean that's yeah that's one of my favorite it's one of the titles that I get most excited about when because we pick up a lot of comic books and I, I like obviously I, I like most or not all of 
if not all of the ones that we pick up, but there are a few titles that I get really, um, really excited to read when I see them on the shelf, and that's one of them. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, it, it's in very incredibly good. Yeah, another one that I um, really, really like, and um, the fourth issue came out this week, was Superman American Alien. Mm-hmm. It's written by uh, Max Landis, who um, works on a lot of different things. I think he's he's just like a storyteller. You know, he he works on movie scripts. He did he worked on Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my favorite stuff to read. Are people who are just which is why Neil Gaiman is my right. my favorite contemporary author. He's he's just like like at his core a storyteller more than anything else. Yeah. You know. And those people kind of blow my mind just like um I suppose they would lead quite a different life than we do. Like they probably just have decided this is what they're going to do and they sit around thinking of these things whereas uh, I can't imagine um, just sitting around and thinking up stories. Yeah. Um, so whatever, but well, and that kind of thing takes a lot of practice as well. Oh yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, so the Superman American alien, it's, I think going to be an eight part, uh, like mini series. And, you know, a lot of people complain about Superman books and how hard it is to write for Superman. Cause it he's basically, be. and, and I think I've really liked the series so far. One of the reasons is it's not like a um, an ongoing storyline. Each each issue is a story unto itself. Different points in Superman's life where he's um, learning how to you know be on Earth as an alien, but. Uh, still exist among everybody whatever it's each story has been really good the first issue was amazing because it was drawn by nick dragota the same guy who does east of west Mm -hmm. and it was really entertaining and really awesome to look at the next two were 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 also good i'm not sure i've never i'm not familiar with the people who drew them but the story was still fun and entertaining and the one that came out this week number four is actually um, Jay Lee did the oh, I love did all the art work. in it, uh, which was surprised. Like I had seen a variant cover by Jay Lee, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." So he did a variant cover, and the cover I got was just the regular cover. And I opened it up, and it's it's the whole inside is Jay Lee. But this is the first one where he's actually like glasses Clark Kent in Metropolis. He's a student trying to learn how to be a reporter at the Daily Planet. He meets Lois Lane for the first time and Lex Luthor and all this stuff. And uh, I don't know. It's it's just really well written. It's Good it, stories. It's, yeah, it's a good story. And uh, it has a scene with Clark Kent and Oliver Queen in a helicopter. And any time I see like the two of them together, I always think of the uh, Dark Knight Returns and old Oliver Queen and how... Uh, apparently, for some reason, Superman took his arm off. Um, but interesting aside, I 
I guess the Legends of Tomorrow is going to have um, Stephen Amell, the guy who is the Arrow on the CW. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on the Legends of Tomorrow as Old Oliver Queen with like the goatee and. Oh neat! Um, I saw a picture of him actually today on Twitter, and I I had heard that he was going to be without an arm. He's got both arms, but it looks like one of them might be like a robot arm in the picture. It's hard to tell. Uh, robot arms are my favorite kind. That's right. <laughs> uh, wish I had a robot arm. <laughs> the um, These regular arms just aren't cutting it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but the series is really good so far. So four issues in. I'm not sure what will happen with the last four um, but it, it definitely takes these little experiences that Superman has had and makes them into really compact and interesting stories where, you know, stuff like that might not work for a full uh, arc or a full run of right. Superman. But I don't know. The only other uh, comic book I had was Power Man and Iron Fist came out this week, which I've been looking forward to and was really good was it yes it was i'll have to look at it it was was my assignment for this week yeah it it was fun it was uh the art is fun the uh storyline is 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 pretty light there's a lot of banter between nick cage and uh danny rand um it does a good job kind of giving a brief background between the two characters and how they were these heroes for hire and uh, I don't know it just had everything that I would have wanted from the series just with my kind of I guess limited knowledge of the background of these two characters but right. you know Luke Cage he got, a, he got a sweet Christmas in there of course uh, <laughs> Jessica Jones was in it with her you know kids with Luke Cage and um, oh really that's that's fun yeah uh, it was it was it was just fun I'm looking forward to keeping with that for a little while and see what happens there uh, I really like um, the Iron Fist as far as what I've read so far which is basically just Mad Fraction stuff and Me then too. I think I yeah I finished that up it's like, wait, did I ever get around to? And I did. And then there was the other guy who who just he's been doing the art and the story on the most recent run of Iron Fist. Um, I don't uh, think I've read it. Did I start yeah. it and then never continue because? That's yeah, how I do. I don't remember. Isn't it was like Car or Care? Like, um, boy, <laughs> it it was good. It. It was no Mad Fraction, David Aja, um, mm-hmm. Iron uh-huh. Fist, but God, I was like, man, I got it right. <laughs> nope. Did not. Um, I don't know. Did you have any other comic book stuff? No, not really. Um, because, like I said, I'm barely getting caught up, but we did go see Deadpool. We did see Deadpool. I think we should start at the beginning for Deadpool. And by the beginning, I mean the trailers. <laughs> uh, because I hardly ever go to the movies and see a trailer 
that I haven't already seen at home on Apple trailers or YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we went and we saw this trailer for this Keanu movie. Right. From Key and Peele, which we never really watched Key and Peele. No, I mean, I'm familiar with a little bit. I've seen right. like a couple of clips in, you know, on YouTube and stuff here and there. And, you know, familiar with, like, I recognize them when I see them in other things, like Pitch Perfect 2, for example. Yeah. But, but not something that we ever have really watched. Yeah. And this movie looks really funny. I mean, incredibly rolling on the floor funny and it's like you said we had this a brief conversation about it yesterday it's basically like a parody of of john wick yeah and um you know when we were watching the trailer i thought it was like in the first 30 seconds and then i completely forgot that comparison because this cute little cat <laughs> and, the, and the um hilarity that ensued in the trailer yeah but uh that looks like something we will definitely see i mean it just takes the best of like what's great on the internet right now like kittens you know comedy keanu reeves keanu reeves is the best on the internet <laughs> why not i don't know sure <laughs> anyway number one in my heart <laughs> mostly kittens Okay. But <laughs> so, which I I just I'm really excited to see that. And yeah. I, we don't usually go to the to the theater to see comedies. No. I mean, almost never. It's like mostly like action, spy movies, superhero stuff. Right. And kid stuff. Yeah. Um as far as the actual movie it was it was really good. Uh, yeah. Um, there was, I don't know, a, a lot of it was exactly, you know, what I expected, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the way the movie was structure, structured. Um, right, like, not linearly. Yeah. I liked the opening credits. And, like, I've never, that was, that's something, like, never really seen in, yeah, I can't recall anything like that, especially for an opening credit scene. And not just like, because the opening credits is not really given anything way to be like, it's just this slow motion part of, not even slow motion, it's like a frozen part of an action yes. scene in the movie. And then the, and camera, the camera moves around like, it. Yeah, swooping around, but... But inside included, it too, like in it. Yeah. yeah, but included are like the opening credits, but it doesn't say who's in the movie, it just like throws these, um, you know, the cliched titles of who is, like, what kind of person is starring in the movie. Yeah, and, like the hot girl or yeah. something. And, um, which I thought was, I don't know, it's funny. You right, know. unexpected. Yeah. And then, you know, the movie moves forward and gives the origin story of Deadpool, but it's not, like you said, a linear origin story. It kind of, you know, it says... In the beginning, here's Deadpool. Here's the character that you came to see the movie about. Um, and we'll just kind of hop back every now and then and show you how we got, how to, we this. got to this this part. Um, it doesn't just, you know. Um, I just lost my train of thought, but... 
It's, <laughs> you just lost your, you know, I, I was the one talking. I know, but I was, <laughs> well, I mean, I was waiting for you to finish and also listening to what you were saying. And because right. I was listening no, to what you were saying, I, I forgot I what I was going to say. Um, the movie's very self-aware, obviously, which is something that's cool because that's what it's like in the comic books yeah. where Deadpool's breaking the fourth wall. But then there's this one point where he's breaks the fourth wall while breaking the fourth wall, which is like extra, it's like just really this is like the 16th wall. Or yeah. <laughs> this is really funny. I just, um, I, I, I just laughed a lot. I laughed a lot, which is what you want from that. And then there was also a lot of blood and guts and action and fighting, which right. is also what you really want. Yeah. You want it to be, all that stuff that you get from the comic and yeah. um, entertainment high value. Yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff on like websites and Twitter about uh, concern that movie studios will take the wrong lesson from Deadpool. Like, Oh, because it's doing really well in the box office. Right. Uh, everybody wants a, a rated R superhero movie. And oh, I, it didn't even occur to me that that might happen. Yeah. But the thing is, Deadpool is not a superhero movie. Right. And I don't know. I I can see why people would worry about that. But I think think overall, the industry is probably smart enough, especially Marvel, who has got this basically down to a science, Mm -hmm. uh, to to not go too far in that direction but yeah i don't know I th- yeah i guess you're right it's just you saying it made me a little worried for a second but yeah, yeah you've already <laughs> eased my fears so excellent yeah. well that's what i'm here for so yeah. <laughs> uh did you have anything else on deadpool the only other yeah. movie stuff i had was man up all right which we were gonna was, we briefly discussed how i was choosing a movie for valentine's day and that was the movie that I chose. It was perfect. Yeah. It was like, you know exactly what I like <laughs> yeah. and what to see. It was great. And um, so it was funny. funny it was touching. Simon Pegg and Lake Bell. Mm-hmm. It was a BBC production, which British. Yeah. Always good. Not always good. Always good for me. <laughs> Almost always. <laughs> um, High points. Right. Um, I don't know. It was just, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time. All the right beats for a romantic comedy that I needed. Yeah. So the way I narrowed it down was I went to Google, (laughs) (laughs) typed in, you know, best romantic comedies, whatever, of 2015, looking for something a little little new. Um, And then I just watched a bunch of trailers. And that's, you know, how I got down to that one. And the trailer was, was really well put together. And maybe you want to watch it. And, uh... Oh, so you picked it for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was cute. It was, you know, the, uh, Lake Bell character just kind of going out on a limb and sort of stealing this blind date with Simon Pegg. And, um, I don't know. It was, it was really good. Uh, I have nothing more intelligent to say than people should watch that movie. Mm-hmm. It was fun and smart. Yeah. And we liked it. We did. Mm-hmm. We liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. 
So speaking of trailers, segue, Daredevil, season two, the trailer posted this past week. I listened to the you first trailer. Watch it. Yeah. I did not see it. So you listened to me watch it for the second time. What was I doing that I wasn't so cool. also looking at you? Nothing. Watching it. Like you weren't doing it. You were just kind of like roaming around. Oh, I didn't just come over and watch it. No, I thought it was weird. I was like, she's totally going to come watch this. And oh, um, maybe I was cooking. You didn't. Yes, there must have been some reason. Fine. Maybe I was not interested <laughs> at the time. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, but yeah, so I guess it's going to be like, so the first trailer, there's going to be two trailers. The first trailer concentrated heavily on Daredevil and his conflict with the Punisher, who is going through Hell's Kitchen doing Punisher-type things, just killing off the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And and the conflict that they have, it, well, it looks really cool. I, I've watched this trailer a couple times, like we said, and I think the costume might change like partway through the season. Cause sometimes it's like got the black on the front of the mask. And sometimes it looks like it's just all red. Um, hmm. Either way, I, I can get used to it because this trailer looks awesome. <laughs> and uh, um, two, two and a half minutes long. And at the end of it, uh, Matt Murdock walks into a room and Electra's in there. So, Electra, I think, is going to be the focal point of the second trailer. And I don't know if they're going to, or what storyline they're going to go after with Electra. I would imagine that it would have something to do with the hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited for, for the second season of Daredevil. I don't know. I have some TV stuff. Do you want to talk about TV? Um, you know, I don't have a lot of TV stuff. We can totally talk about TV, though. <laughs> the only thing I was going to mention, well, because, I mean, the only thing I really had a chance to watch this week, obviously, was The Bachelor and also The Bachelor special on Valentine's Day. Hmm. 20 seasons of The Bachelor. That is exciting. And The Surprise Wedding, which everybody knew was going to be Jaden Tanner. Come on now. But... I mean, I could have told you that. No, you could not have. Nope. Uh, But one other television thing real quick. Do you think maybe we should watch Broad City? I've never been interested, like even a little bit. It's just... Because you listen to the Annie Greenwald podcast? Yeah. I don't even know what Broad City is, really. Yeah, we'll talk about it later then. Okay. Yeah. So... Those were not the only TV things you did this week. We watched the first episode 11, of oh, 11, 22, right. I wrote that down too. Oh, I just, it's all the Are way over sure? here on the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next to The Bachelor. So the Hulu uh, series based on the Stephen King novel. Which I read and you did not. Correct. Uh, I started to listen to the audiobook and made it about 30 minutes in, probably, and never went back to it. That's too bad. Because I'm not like an audiobook. Which is so weird person. to me. And I know we've discussed this before because you listen to people talking right. all the time. So. But they're talking about things, not. Yeah, read but it's still things. telling a story. You listen to the moth, that's storytelling. Mm, yeah, I, I haven't even resubscribed since I got my new phone. <laughs> Um, All right, excellent. Then never mind. But 
Yeah, I don't know. It was the first episode was good. Well, uh, that's good. I wanted to specifically talk about that scene in the diner. Which scene in the diner? The main scene in the diner. Oh, I guess, well, all right. The scene in the diner where he's signing the divorce papers. Right. He's signing the divorce papers and you see the guy. Leave. Leave to go to the back of the restaurant. And then Jake signs his divorce papers. They have a brief discussion about the $1.25 hamburgers, which only really triggers anything if you've read it because it's such a passing thing. But it's definitely made more... Uh, aware they make a bigger deal of it yeah well they they make it yeah they make a bigger deal of it like you know but everything unfolds a lot more slowly in the book obviously um because stephen king writes lengthy novels um but yeah let's talk about that scene anything stand out to you i felt Um, like that was like the turning point of the show obviously right I guess I don't really know what you're asking because, I mean, nothing. So if you had no background about what was really going on, as like, I mean, you you understand that there's some sort of time travel, right? But if you haven't read the book, then you don't really know how that time travel happens. So it's just sort of like a weird, scary thing. Right. It's like, I mean, that just, it's interesting to me that they would even explain it in the book. Like, it just seems like one of those things, like some kind of weird temporal uh, wormhole uh, in this closet. But they actually, like, explain the time travel? Um... I mean, we don't have to get too far into it. No, I think you're, you're, I think I'm not explaining myself well. I mean, like, so dude goes into the back in the kitchen. Right. What's his name? Al. Couldn't tell you. Al something maybe. Sure. Okay. And then he comes back and there's clearly something wrong. Right. And so, I don't know. That's just like an exciting thing you're trying to piece together stuff but i guess i guess what i'm looking for is like what you were thinking but if you don't really know because you were half asleep then it's sort of just a moot conversation i was was thinking he probably made it almost three years in 1960 to 1963 but they hadn't explained anything about that yet but i know what the premise of of the book and the show is yeah. So. Okay. I mean, I didn't know when he came through and looked all ragged that he had cancer. Because well, a lot or... of time. Well, no, just because a lot of time travel stuff. Like when you come back, no time's gone by, but also like you haven't aged. You know what I mean? Like this is just. I just. I. I'm very picky about my time travel stuff because it's so interesting to me and i just really like how this is done yeah yeah i liked um the i think that well first of all i don't know how many episodes it's gonna be but the first episode was like an hour and a half long Mm -hmm. so it's a little long for i mean it's basically 
going to be a bunch of mini movies, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know that, I mean, that could be good. It's they're They want to do the, the story justice. I'm sure it was a long book. Most of his, you don't are, seem as excited about it as I am. Well, I, it's probably cause I didn't read the book, but I don't know. I, I liked the first episode. It was good. Um, James Franco was fine in it. You know, um, I, watching it, it just reminds me of, you know, we talked about the Castaways like a year ago, maybe mm-hmm. when we were initially reading it. I think I never got past the first issue. It's kind of like, um, I mean, it kind of the way it treats time travel, it has the same, the same concept where time protects itself. Um, the Castaways, it's, it's more in like a passive way where, it won't allow those characters to die because they haven't been born yet. Like, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if somebody finds a loophole in the time continuum, time just kind of automatically chooses the lesser of the two evils. If something's got to change, what is going to cause the least impact? Uh, whereas in this time look is like aggressively, protecting right which is scary yeah um so uh, like that scene with all the roaches oh my god (laughs) but it was good i I liked it um i definitely want to keep watching it okay as Um, long as you're on board with me oh yeah no i want to because i'm not gonna listen to the book let's be honest (laughs) i wish that you would i mean it's just such a great story and i've already watched an hour and a half of TV about it. I'm not going to pick the book up It's already so different, though. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's most, like, all of the main stuff, the important stuff, is the same. But, you know, and and you you can never take the two things as one thing because you're always going to end up disappointed in that case. But um, because they can never be the same. They have to be their own entity. But, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying like the book itself is, is totally worth, you know, and it'll be nice to see if ultimately at the end of this show, if it was really worth all of the time that we put into it, you know? No. The only other TV thing I had was the X-Files. Which you've been watching and I have not. Right. Um, it was the fifth episode this week and... One more, right? We talked about how the first episode was pretty pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Second episode was okay. Third episode was fantastic. Fourth was so good. The fifth was just also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, six episodes is not going to be enough. Like it's it's crazy that they landed on just the six. Um, it's really. It's it's been really good. Yeah. For the so last few weeks. Give me some highlights. Well, I don't know. I mean uh last week was I think you might have been kinda in and out, maybe napping or on the couch while we were watching Probably the just out. Um the episode about the, the trash man. Nope. No idea. And the the homeless people, but um it was just kind of like a monster of the week episode of the X Files, mm-hmm. uh, which was 
but it was it was entertaining. And then this week, um, it's kind of the same thing. I had seen, you know, articles and stuff uh, about how there was going to be another set of agents. Is basically like a young Mulder and Scully. Oh, nice! It was uh, Robbie Amell, the guy who does played the original Firestorm in Arrow. And, oh, okay. Uh, um, who who is the Lauren Ambrose? Who I'm, I'm not really. I had to IMDb her to see what else she'd been, and she's been in like um, Can't Hardly Wait mm-hmm. and a couple of TV shows that I wish I could remember. <laughs> um, but when I saw that at first, I was like, how are they going to work that? And like, cause it's not, it's not a young Mulder and Scully. It's just, right. Younger you know, another set of agents mm-hmm. that are, that basically mirror them. Uh, but they, they did a really good job working them into this episode and kind of teaming, uh, the young Mulder with Scully and, the you know actual molder with the younger agent um i don't remember their names from the show <laughs> miller was molder and there was the other one but uh <laughs> yeah i don't know it was solder and molly nope but the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i don't know it was it was really good it was it, it kind of started off, you didn't really know where it was going because it started off with this, um, you know, suicide bombing uh, by some radical Muslims. And you're like, you kind of trust the X-Files to treat it the right way mm-hmm. and not go in some kind of extreme um, political stance kind of direction, I guess. And and they did. Uh, but... The episode was really good, and Mulder takes these mushrooms, and he's, like, tripping out. And, I mean, to a certain end uh, for a purpose, but The Return of the X-Files has been really good. Okay. And, you look really happy talking about it. Yeah. I don't know. The I saw a headline on, I don't remember what website it was, but it was basically, like, episode six, season finale of The X-Files is that shit crazy. <laughs> so, I don't know. Looking forward to that next week. Nice. But that's all I had. I think that's really all I had. You know, I mean, I did write that with the stress that I'm at under at work and with podcasts that we've been listening to and trying to do meditation and headspace stuff. I did write the Buddhism and I wanted to tell you I printed out a five-minute introduction to Buddhism and brought it home for you to read. Oh, yeah? Yes. And then maybe we can get a book. Did I tell you I was... I looked at the um, the Stephen Batchelor book um, that we had talked about a couple weeks ago. I'm sure I have it written down right here. After Buddhism. Oh, okay. Uh, that the guy, that Dan Harris, who was on How to Be Amazing, had who talked about... Who 10, 10% Happier. But... Um, I looked up that after Buddhism book on Amazon and saw that there were two other books that he had written previous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to read his first book first. 
I don't remember what it was called. Pretty easy to find, I'm sure. But um, um what's that guy's name? Stephen Bachelor. Which, by the way, I have found that I misspelled the Bachelor and Unreal, your TV show from Lifetime, on our podcast. Like, how do you misspell the Bachelor? I spell it like batch. Like, there's a batch of something, (laughs) which is how you spell this guy's last name. Oh, you know what? That's really interesting because. I see that all over town because there is a car dealership called Bachelor. Is there? Yeah. With a T, and it always drives me crazy. Well, that's misspellings weird. It's very un- drive me crazy. Well, <laughs> I'm going to start double checking more of my stuff before I put it out there. It's really weird that, I mean, you're a pretty great speller. Yeah. So it's uh, really strange. And how do you spell Unreal wrong? Well, I, I spelled it like uh, R-E-E-L. I just assumed it was some kind of wordplay on the title. I don't know. Um, oh. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just... Maybe you were really tired. Like, it's a strong possibility. <laughs> we're really drunk. We're really drunk and really tired. Mm. No? No comment. Uh, <laughs> but, Yes. My goal is no more, what do you call them? Misspellings? Mistakes? Mm, Errors? Sure. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about that. Uh, Yeah, me either. Um, I guess that'll probably wrap up this episode. Mm -hmm. And thank you again to Ryan for our intro and outro music. Yeah. If it is actually on here. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, 96.7% sure that I'll be able to get it in there. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it's high. It is It's up there. (laughs) It's going to happen. And, uh, I don't know, as we discuss, Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, we have our page, at GeekChew on Twitter. Uh, At GeekChew on Instagram as well. Yep. Um... Subscribe, give us a rating on iTunes, and uh, that'll probably just about do it. Yeah, I'm done. Cool. Me too. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.